¡Órale! Oh yeah, baby. Bienvenidos and welcome to a celebratory edition of the Familia FFP podcast. Los Dodgers son campeones. Go Toyers! Vamos. Hey, I'm Jorge Georgie Martin, joined by my primos Ricky Torres, and subbing in is Primo Nico Gutierrez uh, with his locks of the week. ¿Cómo estamos, boys? Good. I'm the DH designated Hector. That's yeah, baby. Right. Yeah, baby. Well, gracias, familia, for joining us. Uh, como siempre, estamos aquí a sus órdenes. Uh, make sure you're checking out our original content at familiaffp.com, as well as our Twitter account at familiaffb and our Familia FFB Facebook page. Well, guys, 32 years in waiting. Uh, Ricky, this is the first time in your life that the Dodgers have done. Well, no, the second time I, in I your was life. one years, one year old or whatever when they first made it. But uh, it feels good. I mean, I feel like I've seen them in this position so many times the past five to ten years, and finally they do it, and it's just it's so comforting and like I want to say I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's like it's like not tasting beer all of Lent and then all of a sudden on Easter having that first beer and it's just soothing you all over. I love it. It's great. Oh, that's a long Lent. 32 years. My God. (laughs) (laughs) I I tell you, you know what? It's funny. Like the first 10 years of that, of that, probably up until 2000, it, you know, it didn't seem like a long time, but then once it hit like the mid two thousands, all of a sudden it was just like, okay, this hasn't happened a long time. Cause they were always competing for it mm-hmm. always there. And it's like, you're right there. Just get it, just grab it. But no, you start hearing the trash cans banging and it's like, no, no, no world series for us. But finally, it's good to, good to finally have. Oh man. Nico, how about no you? No ticker tape parade though. Right. Uh, hopefully we're going to do one. Hopefully we'll see one happen. It'll probably be in the spring after things kind of calm down a little bit, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I, how sad, you know, the, the Dodgers and the Lakers win championships within two and a half weeks of one another. And then, uh, we got to wait, we got to wait, but we're still the city of champions. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'll tell you what, Kobe's super smiling right now. Oh God. Yes. God. Well, it's like the Cubs, the Cubs are a big city and, they never want it, and then all of a sudden they like, like you know, all the time, or at least for a while. But I figure the Dodgers are probably going to probably get, I would say, two more in the next decade. So. Oh, that'd be awesome! I got to tell you, you know, it was, it was. Uh, I did, I, 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 I let out a little yoron. I had my little yoron moment. It was, you know, it was special, you know, just knowing how long it had been. And, and I got, and I got to tell you, and, <laughs> and it was, you know, I hadn't been in the, having been in the, you know, being in the front office and kind of knowing, uh, knowing how close we got when I was there and just didn't take it over the hump. And to see it finally happen, it was, uh, you know, it was emotional. It was definitely emotional. Um, did you ugly cry? Uh, no, it was just uh, not ugly, not, not, not a, you know, kind of thing, but, uh, you know, it definitely let out a little bit in the group. My daughters were, you know, and my wife were watching with me and they were like, Oh my God, daddy, are you okay? And my kids are like, daddy, are you okay? I'm like, look, I'm ha- These are happy tears. These are happy tears. I wish I was still in the front office. They're like, God, dad, you cry all the time. Yeah. You don't cry. First yeah. American idol. Now this. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, this- is this a Hallmark commercial? What's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Hallmark. 
Hallmark Channel movie. And you know what? I also thought of I, I also thought of my friends who are still in the front office. I was texting back and forth with several of them who were some who were actually in Texas for the games. And and you know, it was kind of cool. They were like, dude, you're a part of this too. You're this is don't forget, once a Dodger, always a Dodger. So uh that that was uh that add that added to the the kind of made it special. But uh and you know what? You know, considering the fact that um uh, that that was that also made it special was the winning pitcher yesterday victor gonzalez from nayari the save with two dominant innings julio urias from sinaloa viva mexico yes viva mexico viva arriba arriba hey weren't those guys weren't those guys from beverly hill high school Oh man, but it was, I mean, it was so cool. It was so cool. You know, you know, Ricky, when you asked me the other day, you know, who my mom's favorite Dodgers were, I kind of froze for a second and I didn't even, I wasn't expecting it. And obviously, you know, Julio has come, has come up in a few years, the last few years, and he's really just turned into a great pitcher. I mean, those two are two of mom's favorites because, you know, it's like going back to Fernando. They are, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Raza. it's, it, these guys are from, you know, making our country, you know, our home country, <laughs> right. uh, representing. And it was, it was special. It was, special. and it's very important because when the Dodgers first took over Legion park, it, uh, it was kind of against our La Raza. So to see, you know, our community get back with the Dodgers and see, you know, our Mexicans going in and, and winning a championship for them after all these years. It's really special, really nice to be a part of and, and nice to see, you know, nice to see our people up there, you know, and to see oh, Julio yeah. uh, running with the Mexican flag on his back. It's beautiful. That was fun. That was fun. And uh, I, I got to tell you one, one last thing, my mom, when I called her right after just to share, share the moment with her, uh, I talked to her for like two minutes and then she's like, no, I got to go. Don't get me. My, my phone's blowing, you know, her phone was blowing up. So people were calling her left and right. So, uh, you know, that's how, uh, that, that's how important she was. So, <laughs> so yeah, felicidades all Dodger fans out there. Somos campeones. Once more, one more time, one more time. Well, you know what? It, it, that series is good for baseball. I mean, oh. for TV, See, Tampa Bay, you know what? Dodgers. I love them. I grew up with them, but shout out to Tampa Bay. I mean, they, they were Moneyball 2.0. They got these guys from, I don't know where they got them from. They weren't supposed to even be there, and they were there, and they were competing. So, Nico, I, I, you need great. to do fantasy baseball. I don't That's like all I'm going to say. Baseball. Oh, my God. It's... I want to play baseball. I want to I want to be ninth inning, set, game seven, but you know what? That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, those days play play fantasy baseball with us next year. You won't regret it. We'll, we'll get them into it. We'll get him into it. Well, you know, one thing that Nico is definitely playing, it's Nicolas Vegas time. That's right. Weekly picks, the locks of the week. Nico, three, one, and one last week with one push. So that's a good, that, that's a good winning percentage. Yeah. If you take out the loss, it's still, you know, almost 80%. <laughs> if you take out the loss. Well, no, no. If you take out the, if you take out the tie. I'm sorry. The oh, push. okay. Yeah. If you take oh, out the loss, man. I'm 100%. You know what? You know what? Fifty percent of the time, I'm right all the time. That's uh, right. <laughs> well, tell tell us tell us your picks for this week, Primo. Well, I was going to say the Dodgers to win the World Series, but that's already happened, so you can't do that. <laughs> one. But uh, no, so I'm going to do my five picks. I'm going to go pretty quick, and I apologize. I have to take off a little bit, but uh, I'm going to let you guys carry it. But I'm going to put these in because they're guaranteed locks, except for maybe one. 
I always lose one, and I'm not quite sure, but I think I know. I think I can pick which one. All right. Well, you guys tell me because you know what? It's funny. I, I wish I could hear all the picks, all your suggestions afterwards, but I have to. I'll give you all my criticism. I'll send you text messages and harass you all week. Yeah, because I, I hear it afterwards. I'm like, oh, I should have changed my pick. But let's do this now. So I like Buffalo. You know what? Buffalo is a great team. They had a great record and just something happened. But, you know, new guy at the helm. You know, he's sitting there and he, Allen's going to sit there. I think Buffalo is going to come back and just destroy New England because New England is just, I don't know what they're doing. And with three and a half points, that's they're cowboying it. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Buffalo is going to come in and they're going to come in strong. So that I think that's a lock. You guys? I like I'll tell that you too. what, I, Hold on. Sorry. Buffalo needs to come out and start playing like a damn playoff team. And I mean their defense. Their defense has not been as dominant as everyone has thought. They were selected in the top three, if not just the top five, for defenses in every fantasy league. So they need to start acting like it. And this is a weak team in New England. And if they only win by three points, I don't think they're going to go far in the playoffs. They need to show that their defense is elite, and this is where they need to start showing it. Yeah, and I think this is, uh, you know, kind of some hangover from New England being good. I think they're they're a little bit overvalued on this one, so I I like this pick. I like this pick at three and a half. You guys I, I, parents, you guys like, you know what? Stop acting like a child. Grow up and go out there and win. That's what that's what. <laughs> oh man, well you and I disagree on the next one. Go for it. Well, Tennessee, you know what? Tennessee's a solid team. They just played Pittsburgh, which I told you last week was going to destroy them. I said, just go out there, and that's a guaranteed lock. You know what? Tennessee got beat up, and I, I've said this over and over again. The good teams that get beat up tend to come back and say, what just happened? I got hit in the nose. College teams don't really realize it, but pro teams do. It's not that much of a competition, let's be honest. And, and to tell you the truth, Cincinnati's 1-5, and five, and they're getting all this credit. It's like, sure, he's a good quarterback, but – they lost to Baker. The numbers are there. Five and a half points is nothing for a game. I think it's going to go probably over 60. So I picked Tennessee easily winning probably by like 12 to 17, but five and a half is plenty for me. It's going to be so, more like 35 to 21. So I'm, I'm actually against you on this one because uh, my system has the, the Bengals who have one win and the Titans who have five wins. So there's a four win differential between the two teams. And with the Bengals being home, uh, my system says to bet the Bengals plus five and a half. So and I'll tell you what, your, your system can be correct in the point that Cincinnati does have a stronger than normal defense. And they are able, even though they're going to lose the game, they're able to stay within a touchdown or two. So that at the end of the game, if they're down by 10 points, they can throw that last touchdown, be down by three points, not get the onside kick. So even though they lose by three points, but they were down by more than 10 the whole game, at the end of the game, it looks a lot closer, which would make them make you win, Georgie. You see what I mean? Yeah, that's what. So, that... kind of like what happened in Pittsburgh, Tennessee. The game was a lot further apart. It was just the last five minutes that it got close. But overall, you know, the spread should have been a lot larger, but, you know, they just at the last minute got there. And that's what I think is going to happen with Cincinnati. They're going to be losing by a lot the whole game. At the end, throw some garbage time, get down by four or five to beat the spread and just not be able to close it from there. 
Oh, we'll see. Uh, I know, Ricky, I know, I know you agree with the next one. Obviously. Well, I, I, the, the last one is a lot of math. I was told there'd be no math. but <laughs> your, your algorithm has no rhythm. So let's just go on to the next one. Right here. <laughs> we're, we're Mexican. We have rhythm. That's right. La, the washing machine. Show me. Show me. <laughs> All right. So we've got the L.A. Chargers minus three over Denver. And Denver, they show up in weird places, but they're not a good team. And the Chargers, if you watch, if you guys do – Fantasy, who got 43 points last week? The quarterback for the Chargers, rookie from Oregon. My God. And you know what? Once you get a taste of that, I don't, I don't think he's going back. Yeah, plus Denver's not good against the, in the secondary. They're good against the run. They're just not good in the secondary. So I, I, I agree. I think he's going to have a field day. Yeah, in I, fact, I'm I, starting him on one of my leagues. It sucks because I want to be like, no, guys, give Denver a chance. But no, he's going to throw I, all over them and – it is going to be a tougher than normal defense, though. Do understand that Herbert's been against tough defenses, and they still have a good pass rush. Mahomes didn't go crazy over Denver only because he didn't need to. Uh, they had special teams and defense to do that. So I don't know. I don't want to think that he's just going to throw all over them. But three points is all they give him? Come on. This guy's going to kill them by at least a touchdown or two. They got no offense. I mean, don't worry about rent. You can have two rents covered right now. Right now. <laughs> you just bet this. So I'm not saying it's a lock, but you know what? There's a key and it closes the door and it won't let you in. So we'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right, All right. Nico. So, uh, you know what? I don't, take I don't us to leave, Miami. Take us to Miami. I don't want to leave Southern California. So let's just stay with the LA Rams. The Rams were just dominant last week. And I was just like, you know what? I, I see that defense and it's just, it's awesome. And Miami's going to have a rookie quarterback, which is fantastic. But again, he's going to sit there and go, oh, I love JV and goes to varsity. Like, they're so fast. I don't understand a play here. It's going to take him at least a half to get adjusted. And by that time, the Rams will already be up by 17. So, I I, I think so. I, I, I like this. I like that pick. Uh, I think the Rams are actually going to run all over them, maybe not pass all over them. And, and two is going to realize uh, the Rams secondary is one of the best in the NFL. I mean, I think they're number two against fantasy quarterbacks. So it's just going to be a tough game. I mean, it's to his first game and he's playing yep. a team that two years ago was in the Super Bowl. So we'll, we'll good luck to him. Uh, those in two quarterback leagues that have him, I hope this is your third quarterback. <laughs> True that. True that. Yeah. Nico, He's just not going to catch on right away. So, well, I, I think I think everything in LA is going to win this week. LA Chargers, LA Rams. If I could bet on the LA Times, I would do that. So you know what? <laughs> go. Technically, go, go. you can. It's you the can. city of champions. <laughs> For Too a bad. small subscription of a dollar ninety nine, you can have LA Times delivered to your house. Too bad, too bad, uh, too bad. The LA, you know, Express or uh, the, you know, the roller roller derby team uh, are out. The Thunderbirds. Yeah, I heard a lot of Rasa is going to come over, which is the LA Rasa. Yeah. All right, Nico, your last pick, and it's a good one. That's right, and I went big on them last week, and I told you it was the guarantee pick again on this one. The Pittsburgh Steelers are just a dominant team, and I don't see them losing to anybody. You know what? They've got A.B. and they've got – oh, no, they don't have A.B. Oh, that's right. They've got <laughs> They've got uh, all the – They got an undefeated record. That's all that's that they right. care about. That's right. So – but, no, over Baltimore, which I think is doesn't understand who the running back is, and 
don't know who's going to show up. Their wide receivers are like two in the same field. It's not going to happen. Pittsburgh is just a machine. They're 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 great. So I, I think no matter what, we don't know who's going to win this game. It's going to be a tight game. And either way, I think it's going to be a game decided by within three points. So you're going to win no matter what. I, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to win. I think it's going to be Baltimore. But they might only win by three points. So yeah, I see this as a field goal game too. Yeah, That's I right. And, and if you win, if you if you say I'm going to bet all five because uh, Nico is about eighty percent. If you win all those, I don't want any money. I just want you to donate to the the podcast here. I was going to say you don't want them to donate to any. That's charity. right because I saw that one movie. Because if I go bad, then they're going to come after me with the bad guys. But you know. we'll we'll set up a special Patreon with people who uh you know want money. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Hector's picks, uh, he sent them in. So he's actually moving into his new place this week. So he's uh, missing out uh, on our last couple episodes. But uh, he picked Tampa Bay minus 11 over the Giants at New York. And I, my system disagrees with that because it's a, it, it's a five-win differential with them, with the two teams. So uh, I'm taking the Giants plus 11 on this one. Uh, he's got Green Bay minus seven. They are hosting Minnesota, which I think is I think that's a lock of the week. I mean, the Green Bay, it's it's starting to get cold over there up in Wisconsin. And Minnesota's a dome team. I think that's uh what do you guys think on that one? Cook's still gone. Uh Cook is supposed to be Minnesota back. too. It gets cold there too, right? Yeah, but no they play in a dome. Gonna win. Green Bay's gonna win. Yeah, and, and and actually, Minnesota just traded one of their top uh, defensive linemen, so it, it sounds like they're starting to do a rebuild, which, to me, says they're giving up on the season. And uh, yeah, I could see the I could see the Packers blowing them out on this one. Uh, oh, Vegas, 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 baby, Vegas. Well, the Raiders are in Cleveland this week, and they are plus two and a half. He likes that. Hector likes that one. Uh, so that's an interesting pick. Uh, I always like getting points on that one and uh he also and hector also agreed with you on the chargers minus three over denver so there's uh, a lot of a lot of love for the chargers on this podcast a lot of love mucho amor this, this is a podcast for lovers too football lovers and other time i want to feel all over <laughs> over again <laughs> gotta love it baby oh man well that's it for the locks of the week let's get into some cheese cheese me so Bucks coach Bruce Arians uh, said that Antonio Brown's going to be ready to go week nine, which uh, Ricky, you know, I'm excited about that. Cause I get to start him against He's you. Garbage, when we play. Though, Georgie, everyone's going to be back. Godwin's going to be there. Scotty Miller's going to be there. Mike Evans is going to be there. It, like who wants that timeshare? Enjoy, enjoy the facade. Cause it's not going to be that great. You might have, 17 points, 13 non-PPR week one with this guy. But after that, it's going to go back to normal garbage with this hole. Well, I'm expecting I'm expecting Godwin to still be out on that week. So that's why I think he, that he's... His finger's already good. They say he looks fine. He'll be back after one week. Oh, I don't know. Broken finger? It's a finger. You could tear it off and still play. You don't need... You don't, you don't think he needs a finger? No, he's got nine <laughs> others. <laughs> to be a receiver. Last I checked, you need fingers to catch the ball. So. Yeah, you need some fingers to catch the ball. <laughs> Doctor Dr. Ronnie Lott, is that who you are? Only loser are? receivers use all their fingers. <laughs> uh, well, uh, not a loser receiver is Michael Thomas. Uh, Where is he? 
Nah, I'm no, sorry. I'm this is he's a he's a Hall of Famer eventually. He's gonna be, but yeah, he's got a hamstring strain. He's still not he's still not right, and he didn't practice on Wednesday. So vamos a ver. I, uh, you know, hammies can be so tricky and last for a long time. You just never know. And it's because he probably tried coming off early, didn't want to land on his ankle too hard, so he shifted onto the weight to his hamstring, and it just it's more weight than the hamstring was able to bear causes that to get hurt. It just, to me, it just shows that he tried to come too early and I don't know. I would stray away from it. It just sucks to have him because he's been gone since like week one and he's your first, if, if you're lucky, no, he's definitely a first round pick. So yeah, I think he was Uh, the only, the only uh, receiver who was absolutely a lot to go in the first round. And guys like Julio Jones and and Tyreek Hill were like late first round picks, early second. But yeah, Michael Thomas was the one who was right in the middle of the first round. And I I can't tell you how many teams have been destroyed because of that. Actually, you know what? A lot of teams, you know, have had their first round pick. You know, McCaffrey, uh, you know, Saquon, Zeke has not been has not been his normal self. I mean, do you think Michael Thomas is worth trading for right now? Absolutely. Do you think he's being sold low? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I wouldn't give up. Do you think the family would be pissed if I got a trade with Brian and got Michael Thomas for like nothing? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Absolutely. Next. You still have those those pictures on him? (laughs) No, no, I got the video. Anyways, so Aaron Jones, calf remained sidelined at Wednesday's practice. Matt LaFleur, I mean, he suggested the Packers are going to remain cautious with them as they should. Because, I mean, they won last week, and if you don't need him, you don't need him. And if he's going to lead your team the way he has been, you want him fresh. Uh, So with Jamal Williams carrying the load, I would definitely suggest putting him back in. Uh, They host the Vikings this week. The Vikings' defense has been – it's been been disappointing. I I thought they would be top 10. They got a new guy, but now they're trading off people, and I don't know. They just look like they're – they're ready for next season. So I agree. I think they're going, they're, they're going to start looking at next season. They're, they're going to look at a little bit of a rebuild. Uh, who knows what, who's going to still be on the, on the roster after this season. Are you it's, worried about Jones? You think this is just being precautionary? Well, you know what? I, on another podcast, one of the, uh, a former, uh, a former, pr- uh, physician for the actually the chargers the the, he actually said that the that the packers their medical staff are actually more conservative than other teams so that i wouldn't be surprised if they sat him out again just to make sure he's fine because the packers are looking they don't need them they don't need them they're gonna look to win the division and yeah they need to think playoffs yeah they're thinking playoffs they want they want their stud ready you think that's where they left off last year that's where they want to make sure they pick up strong this year since they can already tell they're trending in that direction. Yeah. So, well, you know, Joe Mixon, I mean, we talked about that game with, uh, uh, against Tennessee and, but he's not practicing and they're, he's they're being quiet about it. They're being quiet about it. I, I don't like that. I mean, I've got him, I've got Gio Bernard on another, in another league and I'm kind of like, Oh, I'm, I know I'm going to be playing him this week. I have a good feeling. That tells me your team was already hurting. Well, no, but Bernard was oh, yeah. like one of the. He was a number one pick and pickup. Oh yeah, Mixon was killing it. So you figure the next guy. He was not killing it. He did good, maybe one or two games recently. Like and everyone's still home. like, "Oh my god!" The end of last season, he was like really good. 
But he no, doesn't even talk does. that way. He's got a very deep. No, voice. his fans do. <laughs> he drinks whiskey. His fans do. Come on, he drinks whiskey and rye. I got it. <laughs> but it, I, I, I'm just—I don't think Geo's got it. He's not worth the waiver ad. He's not worth trading for, especially because Mixon's on the verge of coming back. It's just a situation I don't want to be a part of because Cincinnati's always going to be losing, so they're hardly ever going to be able to run the ball. So it's like, get away from this area. So, Georgia, how, how are the ratings in uh, Cincinnati right now? Uh, not so good, huh? The, the ratings uh, in Cincinnati, yeah. Just uh, went down. <laughs> I don't uh, play in no ratings. Well, uh, you know, Mark Ingram, it looks like he may be down again this week. You know, they had their bye last week, and he had that ankle injury that he suffered at the end of their, their, game, their last game before the bye. And he's already not practicing this week. So... Uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Gus Edwards and JK Dobbins show. And we'll talk about them when we break down Who would the you game pick against up? the Steelers. Uh, you know, this week, I don't want either, but I do you think, do you think the Mark Ingram issue lingers another week? I think it will. I think it will. Cause you know, so, we know well, then who would you pick up then? Uh, you know what? After seeing Deandre Swift blow up in his first game coming out of a bye, I'd, I'd roll the dice with JK Dobbins. Gus Edwards, you know what you're going to get. And if he, you know, if he runs, he's a North South runner, but JK Dobbins gives you that extra option. I have the chance to get either or because they're free agents in one of my 10 man leagues. So I think I'll get Dobbins. I just feel like I hate that situation this week. They're not going to do anything. They're going against Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I'd love to wait on them for a week, but then their schedule gets e- I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it's just like, like I said, Pittsburgh. that Baltimore offense, that running back game is just like, it, it's juicy. It looks like, ooh, Dobbins is going to be the one to explode. But it's so bad because they would continue to use all three of them equally, painfully equally. No, painfully. Like, just avoid it. Like, oh, I'm trying to convince myself to get Dobbins. I shouldn't. I need to stay away. Stay away. <laughs> that's my advice. It, like I said, it looks juicy. That team scores points. And they're going to that they're, way. They're just not doing it that way. They're going to be better. I mean, they do have a tough schedule coming up, but I mean, if, if Dobbins is going to be the guy, I just think he's going to, he's got more than just Ingram being his hurdle. He's got now tough defenses coming. Yeah. They've got, yeah, they've definitely got. Where's Next, yeah. On to the next. Muy juicy cheese, man. Uh, Allen Robinson in the concussion protocol. I mean, this one kind of snuck up at the end of the Monday night football game, but uh, did it happen at the game or did it happen in practice? Or? No, at the end of the game. At the end of the game, he just got banged up, and it's just, ay, mijo, that's just, this is going to be painful for him. Uh, and, and that's tough because he, as he goes, so goes the Bears' offense. So that's going to be a tough one. I mean, I, I think really, Miller is ready to step up. And I think they have another. They have a rookie there as well. Oh yeah, Darnell Mooney. He's he's been pretty good. He's had some so, good long shots. I, I think they can go without Robinson. Robinson already showed earlier in the year that he's willing to give up on the whole team. So I think they can easily recuperate if he's out. 
Yeah, well, well, we're going to see on that one. Well, our last bit of cheese is Dallas Godward is Dallas Goddard is returning from injured reserve, which means they've got a 21 day window to get him back in shape to uh, get in the lineup. And you know the Eagles are just desperate to get some players, uh, get any anybody back. They've been losing so many guys left and right. But uh, this is a, this is an interesting play because we had, we saw Richard freaking Rogers get 85 Ooh. yards receiving exactly. <laughs> you know he got he got all the he got all those yards and Dallas Goddard was probably just like oh gimme gimme gimme, dámelo. Well, he's, he's been working out, so you know he, he his, his forty he works time out. his forty time is like what I think ten seconds, so he's he's doing well. So <laughs> our forty times are four are ten seconds, Nico. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's get into some previews. All right, Thursday so night at- football. Let me start us off uh, with uh, and Thursday night football is Atlanta at Carolina, correct? Yes, CC. Now, usually they are crappy teams in the sense that both teams suck. These teams are great offensively. However, last week we did see Atlanta. They they were good yardage wise. Matt Ryan, three hundred thirty eight yards. Julio Jones, ninety seven yards, eight receptions, uh, and then Hurst and Ridley each getting uh, upper sixties. So they did good that way. They just didn't score. The game was very low scoring for the Detroit game. Uh, what a way to end a game. Did you watch the, the end oh, of that game? Oh, my goodness. That's How so stupid That's was so it? Like, aye, aye, aye. And to think like, oh, that it happened to Gurley. It's just so funny. If he falls Sorry. at the one yard, if he falls at the one yard line, they win. Game's over. They wait. Yeah. They kick the field goal. Game's over. But he yep. gets a touchdown. Oh, it's so funny. But uh, anyway, so I will continue. This week, you're looking at a a somewhat tough Carolina defense in the sense of passing, but they're going to be able to throw all over them. I think Carolina, no matter what, they're going to be able to win. Carolina is starting to look like a well-oiled machine with Teddy Bridgewater. Mike Davis is falling off the map a little, uh, and they're relying more on the throwing game with Teddy. And it's working. Last week, we saw DJ Moore get two touchdowns. Finally, that came to a cost to Robbie Anderson, who, you know, only got 13 points PPR, finally, because usually he's in the 17s to 20s. So look for this week, them to do the same thing. It would be nice if Mike Davis can uh, get more yards because he seems he's going to be back. If he's not back this week, he'll be back next week for sure. So Mike Davis has to do something to prove that he still deserves the rock when CMC's back on the Atlanta side. I mean, I, I hate Gurley as it is just because I feel like he's not consistent and this game is going to prove it. They're going to be relying on the passing game the whole time. You'll see Julio again, hopefully get good yards, but it's just a either Julio Ridley or gauge. One of those three, usually two of them go off and uh, usually Hayden Hurst does nothing, but it'll be a fun game. Should be a high scoring game. I bet you Atlanta gets 18 to 24 points. Carolina hopefully can get 31. And uh, I just hope they get Mike Davis a little more involved. But definitely you got Robbie Anderson's going to be awesome, as well as hopefully DJ Moore, too, is finally back. Yeah, Moore's had put together two good weeks in a row. And, I mean, definitely making the most. I mean, he only had five targets last week, so but he got 93 yards on four receptions. So uh, got the two scores. So he's uh, he's going well. Now, you know, we got a little preview of this game because they met in week five 
and Carolina uh, with Teddy B running the show threw for 313 yards. So, uh, and he threw a couple touchdowns. So uh, this game has shootout written all over it. Those Thursday night games, they just, you know, a lot of times they just end up screaming points and you got that 49.5 over under Uh, it's going to be a lot more fun game than last week's uh, snoozer with the, uh, with the Eagles and the giants. I can see it being a field goal game, but I know already what's going to happen. Atlanta is going to go out to a big lead, and then Carolina is going to win in the fourth quarter. <laughs> what, what, what's what's your uh, what's your call? Do you think CMC's back? No, if he's back, he's there for like three plays, but they make Atlanta think he's going to play the whole game. Yeah, I don't I don't see him playing uh, on a short. I, I think if it would have been Sunday, I think that there might have been a good chance of him playing. But I think this he doesn't weekend. need to. He doesn't need to play. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. Uh, well, down in Buffalo, I, this is uh, Dios mio. This game is just uh, está feo. Uh, the New England Patriots two and four. Hopefully, they're... because Buffalo always plays down. Oh well, I mean, it, and it's sad to say because this was one of the better games last year when they played both. Actually, both times that they, they were among the better games because both defense were just balling out. But uh, New England is two and four. Buffalo is five and two. Uh, Two teams just going different directions. Buffalo kind of got a little, you know, started to get a little right. They need to get uh, in, in in the end zone more. I mean, they had six field goals last week for all their scoring. Uh, but, you know, Josh Allen got a little better, 300, 300 plus yards. And uh, the, the running game's still struggling. It's Devin Singletary, Big Zach time. Moss, just not getting going. But uh, it's I'll, stupid, ugly for such a good team. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't know if you, I don't, Ricky, I don't know if you, uh, Nico, you, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's all these rumors that Stefan Gilmore may be on the trading block. Where I'm like, the defensive player in the year is going to get traded? Come on, man. No, you don't say. I don't. Are you talking that. about from New England? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they need to just they need to do something to that team. Because uh, eventually, what's going to happen is Gilmore's going to play unmotivated, which is going to drop his value anyways. And teams aren't going to want to trade a lot for him, so get rid of him now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, but yeah, that to me tells me that Buffalo's uh, going to score some points. I don't know if there's anybody on New England that I want to start. Cam has just not looked good since he came back from COVID. I don't, I don't start Damian Harris. The uh, Buffalo is in the middle of the pack against the running back. They're number 18, but it doesn't I, matter I, against this team. This team just has nothing. Yeah. I just, I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I'm not I mean, James white, maybe, but he only had one target last week and I'm not, something's wrong with Julian Edelman. You know, how he only got three <laughs> yeah, targets. his whole team. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. Say. You don't know. Say. I, I do actually like uh, Stefan Diggs this week for them. Uh, because I think uh, Cole Beasley he plays and, for the other team, but yeah, yeah, Buffalo. Because yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm moving on from the Patriots because I just don't see any. I I don't see anybody startable on that team. Maybe the defense, but uh, definitely not anybody startable. You know, the interesting part is Cole, uh, John Brown is back practicing because he missed last week with a calf injury. So I wonder if that eats into Cole Beasley's production a little bit. Well, probably, but uh, Cole Beasley. I mean. Brian had Cole Beasley, and I was so proud of Brian. So good for him with that selection. But it looks like this week, if John Brown's back, Cole Beasley's definitely out of the picture. Oh, man. Well, take us to Cincy, Primo. Well, we have the 5-1 and one Tennessee Titans versus the 1-5 and one and one Cincinnati Bengals. 
What's going to happen is what Tennessee wants to see happen. They're going to game manage the game. You're going to see them go out to a quick little lead, just bang the ball with uh, Henry. Tannehill just manages the ball with five eight-yard passes that go for 15, 20 yards. And then Cincinnati at the end have to try to play fast to come back, and then that's what they do. So they come within a touchdown or three points. Other than that, it's going to be a very basic game. I see the over-unders 54 and a half. I don't know if it's going to be that much because Tennessee might just keep it low and run out the clock because they're going to be able to. Cincinnati's defense not that great, and Tennessee's defense is great enough to control the game. And Burrow last week just went up against Baker Mayfield, so it's like you're going to actually have some good competition this time, boy. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, I've been saying I don't believe in Tannehill. Last week, what did he do when he actually had a real defense to go against? He almost threw, I think he did like 55%, 220 yards, two touchdowns. Garbage. You don't want that in a Super Bowl quarterback. Derrick Henry, 20 rushes for 75 yards and a touchdown. That's good against Pittsburgh, believe it or not. They held Saquon to like six yards before. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the, that's the, a top defense. <clears throat> Yeah, and the real beast was A.J. Brown, 153 yards, one touchdown. What the shows is that Pittsburgh was just like, beat us with A.J. Brown because you ain't going to beat us with anybody else. And they fell for it, and they just weren't able to do anything. Joe, Joe New Smith only had like one catch for nine yards. This week, they really need to show their feathers again, throw it everywhere, run it down the throat. That's what they're going to want to do is just run it down Cincinnati's throat. Cincinnati – they're going to be playing behind from the beginning. It's just going to be the nature of their game all year. So expect Burrow to keep throwing the ball. He's not going to get 406 yards and three touchdowns like he did last week. Maybe he'll get like 350, 325, and three touchdowns. Uh, and then the, the whole mix in Gio Bernard, who cares? I wouldn't want either of them on my team. Now I could pick either of them for my draft kings. Just don't have them if either of them are in. The big receiver here is going to be Higgins or Boyd. A.J. Green is just too, I don't know. He's too He's too much of a variable. It's like I'd rather go with what I know, and that's Boyd, who's super consistent, always getting seven to ten targets from this guy. And Higgins looks like he's a new favorite. And Higgins is just more efficient with his yards, and that's why I like him. So this game definitely spits out garbage time, and because it's Burrow, it's efficient garbage time. So a lot of people on this list are viable options. You know, I'm kind of remembering the uh, Texans-Titans game earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like that. I think I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I think Burrow is going to be able to throw the ball because the 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 Titans are really not very good against the pass. Um, and they're going to leave gaps and points like that. Yeah. They're going to be up by 14 to 20 points at certain point. Yeah, I think this is this game. This is going to be a lot of points. Uh, that this this is why I like the the Bengals plus five and a half, uh, or I mean Yahoo has them because they'll six. come back at yeah. certain times. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a field goal game and a lot closer. And I I just Not think there's going to be a lot of points. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points on the board for for this one. I think I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big game, and uh, you know Tannehill Tannehill I think is going to you know it's going to be they're going to be it's going to be a shootout with him and Burrow. Uh, this could be a fun game to watch. Could be a fun game to watch. Right, well, now Georgie, I want you to now go ahead and talk about two of my least. <laughs> favorite teams to talk about 
in the whole league. Go Raiders! Go Raiders! Ah, uh, mijo, this one's. You know what? I think this, this looks. Is, hold on, this looks like a typo. Is that a? Is that a five two next to CLE? It's crazy, isn't it? Está loco. Estamos locos. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, they know, haven't played anybody. God. Well, the two losses have been to have been Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So the two yeah, teams but they that play like Cincinnati, up at, the Giants. Yeah. Like they play crap teams. Well, they've beaten up on the teams, and you know this one's going to be. I, I think this is this game's going to be a shootout. Both teams have really poor secondaries. So they're just going to, I think this is going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Baker Mayfield, you know, he threw, they lost OBJ last week and then he, and he still throws up five touchdowns and the Raiders are, you know, they're, they're, they're number 29 against fantasy quarterbacks. They're number 23 against fantasy wide receivers. I think they're, I think you fire up Jarvis Landry and Rashard Higgins. If you got him, if you got Higgins in the, uh, uh, on the waiver wire this week, Fire him up. Ponlo in your ponlo in your lineup, and on the other side, Derek Carr. He's going to be throwing long to to Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, so because on the other side, Cleveland number thirty against wide receivers. So both teams are vulnerable. I I honestly look. There's going to be a lot of points. I think Carr is a good streamer. Uh, but Carr and Mayfield are both good streamers this week, and and in two quarterback leagues, definitely fire them up. I've actually got, I'm actually sitting Carr on one of my leagues because on my two QB league because I've got Mahomes and Jackson on that one. But uh, uh, you know, and you know, I, I mentioned Aguilar earlier. He's just you know really come on the last couple of weeks. He had 107 yards last week and a touchdown at long, on a long bomb. So uh, this is going to be. I think this is going to be an entertaining game between te- two teams that, that Ricky doesn't like. I look at this team and all I expect is mediocrity. Just very basic playing and, oh, there's a touchdown, but nothing too fancy. And, oh, there's a touch. Like, I don't see fancy numbers coming from this game. I see two quarterbacks who have been overrated and have yet to reach their full potential. I see uh, no wide receivers on either side because I don't like Jarvis Landry. And they have Higgins helping Mayfield, but we'll see. I I still don't like the confidence of Baker Mayfield. He had it against Cincinnati, but they were such a – their defense was just horrible. Yes, he does get a crappy defense in Las Vegas – so we'll we'll see how these two quarterbacks go against each other. They're kind of like Baker Mayfield now and Baker Mayfield had he been born five years earlier. That's how I feel. I will say that uh, this is a great play. This is a great week to play Kareem Hunt in DFS because the the Raiders are number thirty against fantasy running backs. So there, I could see him just having a big game. And even Josh Jacobs, uh, I I think coming off of a game where he's got he had seventeen yards, I think they're going to look to give him the rock and get get you know kind of get right with that. And uh, uh, Cleveland's kind of in the middle on it on its run defense, but. Uh, you know the running backs are gonna are gonna have some pl- playing time. I just don't like any of these guys to think like, oh yeah, he's gonna get six points more than his projections. I just I just don't feel good about any of those guys. How do you feel about Detroit this week? What's going on in Detroit? Uh, here's the thing about Detroit: they just have not been showing up against weak defenses. Last week they should have thrown all over Atlanta, and they only did when they had 
fire under their ass. Forgive my language, but it's true. Stafford didn't do anything until Gurley made a touchdown. Then he said, wait, he wasn't supposed to do that. Maybe I should do some things. But now he's going against a, a, what people say, and by people I mean Georgie and Hector. They say <laughs> it's a tough defense in Indianapolis. Yes, they do have a, a more tough defense than most that's been showing up. Obviously, Cincinnati was able to throw some, some uh, points on them. Does Detroit do it? I would love to say, yeah, they have Stafford. They have Galladay. They have Hawkinson. But Stafford just hasn't been showing the aggressiveness he needs to. Uh, but any other day, yeah. On the other side, I feel like Phillip Rivers, he gets 14.3 fantasy points per game, number 28th in the league. He's garbage. You don't want him on your team. Oh, He's just he's, – he's useless. He's winning games for Indianapolis. But I'm telling you, when they have competition – he loses, but I, I don't know if you can. I don't know if Detroit is competition yet. I don't know if Detroit's found themselves in that sense. I don't, I don't, and I don't know how Stella gets her groove back or whatever, but they just don't look like themselves. Last week, Stafford got 340 yards, but I think like he only got 70 of them the final like scrimmage. That's when he got his touchdown, his lone touchdown. Otherwise, he would have been garbage for the day. The only lone hope is DeAndre Swift, who still last week barely got 10 points uh, as far as because of the touchdown. But the team just looks – they look slow. They look like they're not all getting it at the right time. Not all gears are running at the same time. And they need to because they have a beautiful team. Hawkinson is beautiful. If you see that touchdown, Stafford, when he had to throw that ball and, and he whipped it real quick, he's awesome. But it just looks like he, he he needs that. He needs to know the game's on the line, or he needs more more of that competitive spirit because he's lost it and he's just not fighting as hard. Hopefully, Indy can slap him in the mouth and bring it back out. But as far as fantasy relevance, God, Jonathan Taylor's been averaging like a hundred yards every week. You want to throw him in, however. He's oh, like, it, was only, yet, it was only week two that he got 100 yards. Everything oh, is else that it? Been, well, he's been averaging as far as I've seen. He's always over 10 points, but he's never over 20 points. But that's mad consistency. Mad consistency. So he never really explodes, but he never really falls flat. So you, right. you got to love that in a player. And I would expect the same thing for this. There's nothing about Detroit's defense that tells me, even though they're 29 to the running back, I don't see all of a sudden it being his game. Indianapolis is a passing team. They're always going to be. That's just how they do it. Look at all the quarterbacks, like with Philip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. They're going to pass the rest of their time because that's just that's just the air they've created. So I, I disagree. I think that, I think they're going to look at the fact that you know Indy Indy's going to Frank Reich's a smart coach and he's going to look at. I think he's going to look at the fact that. The uh, Detroit is not good against the run. They're number 29 in fantasy points given up to run the running back position. So I think this is going to be, a, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be a smash week for Jonathan Taylor, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went over hundred yards. Other than that, there's nobody on, on Indy that I'm touching other than maybe starting, the, starting their defense because they're, they're pretty good across the board. They're uh, number one against the quarterback, number six against the running back in fantasy points per game. And on the other side, I, I, you know, I'm starting Swift in a couple leagues, but uh, I'm still kind of uh, a little scared. Tengo miedo, kind of, you know, 
considering it's Halloween week. Galladay and oh, Galladay definitely. Galladay is definitely. And I'm actually sitting Stafford on uh, on a on a league that I've been starting him because I picked up Justin Herbert and I'm gonna I'm gonna start playing Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's like number four in fantasy points per game at the quarterback position right now. So let's Woo-hoo! let's fire up the kid. Fire up the kid. But yeah, and uh, so I I don't I don't see much I don't I don't see much of anything. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping on hope that DeAndre Swift gets uh gets more play. Uh, maybe gets gets some love running uh, on the receiving end because uh, again, Indy is good against the run. All right, I'm going to take us to Green Bay. Uh, this is going to the, the Packers five and one hosting the Minnesota Vikings at one and five. Uh, two teams that are definitely going in different directions. I, th- I think we mentioned it earlier. Minnesota's you know trading off some of their veteran has traded off uh, Yannick Ngakwe, which. Uh, to me says that they're starting to look at next year and uh you know and the and i think that aaron Rodgers is just looking at that secondary just the same way he looked at uh the texans last week and i could see him just putting up some points this week it's going to be him i think it's going to be him and Devonte adams all over again just uh, uh because one of the and uh, just saw a note that one of Minnesota's starting defensive backs uh, went to, went on the COVID list, so he's going to be uh, he's going to expected to miss this week. <laughs> nothing's so, going their way. Nothing's going their way. So they've already got a, you know the number thirty one defense against fantasy wide receivers, and they just lost one of their starters. So uh, that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. I, and uh, you know we talked a little bit about Aaron Jones. I think I think Jamal Williams is going to be a bit of a play uh, because he's just going to give volume and uh robert tanyan maybe something tanyan and right over on the minnesota side dalvin cook if he comes back you fire him up you don't even think about it i mean it looks like he's expected to play he's back at practice uh he's the rb7 even with missing two weeks uh and he's number 20 and he's number four in fantasy points per game on run on the running back position so uh you know they i think they might have a little bit tough time throwing the ball the vikings might have a tough time throwing the ball because uh the packers are pretty good against the pass but, i think uh, at first but i think as soon as garbage time hits boom you think they'll get that's jj time uh, i can see that I could see that, you know, Thielen's going to, Thielen's going to get some, some love because he's been playing great. I mean, he's number one against uh, number one in fa- uh, touchdowns. He ever a touchdown a game. So yeah, he's good. He is good. And uh, there are, you know, it's funny people were talking all off season about uh, uh, the Packers getting, getting Devonte Adams some help. Uh, there's rumors swirling around that Will Fuller may become Packer. So Ken Sabe. Yeah, I haven't sorry. heard any of those, but I do have Will Fuller in two leagues, so that would be dope. Yeah, almost have it. All right, let's close. Let's close up shop on this one, Ricky. Well, Let's we're gonna it. go uh, with the lonely New Jersey Jets, the <laughs> oh and seven Jets versus the six and one Kansas City Chiefs. So Kansas City, this is the fun one. Nineteen point five point spread. Is that big enough, Georgie? Wow. Are you willing to bet on the Jets? I can't bet on the Jets. I Is that bet spread large enough to where you're like, oh, they're going to sit Mahomes now? Uh, but even still, I think they'll. I think they could be up like thirty-five to three at that point. I don't see the Jets scoring anything, and, <laughs> and uh, I, I could see them. I mean, heck, the the Bills 
did, you know, held them without a touchdown last week uh, or held them to a touchdown. And, uh, you know, I just look at this one and it's like, I, I don't see how the Jets do anything. The, the and, and let's go through the Jets real quick. We don't know what's going on with Jameson Crowder. Frank Gore got about 30% of snaps, only 60 yards. Perrine, same amount as uh, amount of carries, 40 yards. He had a touchdown, which was like garbage time. And then Darnold with 120 yards, two interceptions against the Bills. And now they're going against Kansas City, who's just as thirsty as far as the defense is, if not even more talented. And and yeah, I just I, I if they get a field goal, I'd be super surprised. On the KC side, I'm worried because I feel like you have three touchdowns, okay? Three only. As soon as those three touchdowns are in, either to Hill, to Kelsey, or to whoever, no more to any of the star players. Because after that, it's going to be Hardman, Pringle, uh, Williams, because that's when the garbage time is going to come in. And for them, it's going to be the true garbage time. So that's where this game's going to kind of kill me is because I'm not going to be able to tell when that is. And I'm not going to lie. It could be CEH the first half and the whole second half because they're up by 21 points. It's the Bell game because why not let Bell have his revenge game when they're already up by three touchdowns? Yeah, in this so, game, I don't... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I just don't know. I, I see Patrick Mahomes doing the same thing as last week. I don't see him getting... 30 points. I see him gain like 18 at the most only because he's not going to be expected to do much. And that's his thing. If I don't got to do a lot, I'm not gonna, I'm worth half a billion dollars. Why do I want to throw myself out? Why do I want to risk injury? One, one thing I see them doing. One thing that I saw in this one is that's kind of an interesting play possible for DFS. And I'm going to be, uh, is Nicole Hardman who is definitely, you know, he had, he had a goose egg, uh, a donut two weeks ago, uh, only had two receptions last week, but uh, I was looking at pro football focus, their wide receiver cornerback matchups. And his is the top ranked, uh, most positive. Uh, He's always going to break your heart. I'm not sure if you've uh, ever had him. He's always going to break your heart. Oh yeah. You're going to expect, you know, you're going to be excited when he does something, but then there's the other three weeks where he doesn't do anything, but you know, there's still no Sammy Watkins. Tyreek Hill is going to be, I, I think I, I, I mean, I could see again, I think I could see Patrick Mahomes be out of this game by the third quarter because they're just, they're just blowing him out on this one. It's, this is not going to be pretty. That's what happened last week. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and, and that's why Kelsey only had 31 yards. I yeah. was like, I was so mad. Because I was going behind, because uh, they were Monday Night Football, right, or Sunday night? Uh, no, they were or Sunday. They, afternoon. The Sunday? they were the okay. afternoon games. The and afternoon games. I was catching up at that point, and I was just like, Kelsey's not doing anything. The only person who did was Tyree Kill, who Jose had, and even he—he he only got fifty-five yards, but he got the lone touchdown because there weren't many touchdowns to go around. Well, I hope he gets. I hope he gets a couple of touchdowns for you this week because I just traded it for him in my in one of my other leagues where I'm trying to come back from. I'm Please. trying to pull a Lazarus Act where we started for Mahomes or Kelsey for Kelsey, uh, and I, it's one of those ones where we're we were behind. Is your Dodgers league? Yeah, well, we started zero and five, <laughs> but we won the last two weeks, and we're our, our team is scoring a bunch of points. So, uh, hope ojalá, ojalá. We're lighting. I'm the trying to do that, that. And I'm trying to do that, and I went zero and six. Oh, but I've been scoring like mad the past three weeks. So 
Oh, now man. that I'm one in six, I'm hoping to make the playoffs, but we'll see. Well, vamos a ver. Vamos a ver, everybody. Eso es todo for our show. Our show. Uh, thanks again to Anchor for being our hosting network and making sure you guys in the Familia community get to listen to this fun podcast, listen to this, uh, make fun of each other. And uh, please make sure to subscribe and uh, at Spotify, Apple, Google, and wherever you get your podcast. And please leave us a review at Apple. That helps us out. And remember, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Familia FFB, our Familia FFB Facebook page. And don't forget, FamiliaFFB.com. Coming up the next couple of days. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff, who to start, who to sit. And, uh, and I'll be doing a little retrospective, on a little tribute to the Dodgers winning the World Series. So uh, gracias otra vez. Remember, hey, get out and vote. Rock Go the vote. vote. Yeah, because siempre, todos somos familia. Adiós, amigos.